We are raw and real Western women who have endured the fires of life. And though we carry the brands of our trials, we are learning how to satisfy our thirst with the well water that comes from the only one that can truly satisfy, Jesus. Journey with us as we explore an unlimited range of topics. We will discuss our personal experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, along our beautiful journeys to the well, and so much more. Water up! Okay, we're going to start with reading a verse that kind of sums up the first chapter of our story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. So, in that, I want to kind of go a little bit deeper as far as what the commentary says. Because there's a lot of times you read scripture and you don't really fully understand what it means. So, um, in the commentary it says, um, and we know all things work together for good. God's sovereignty and ability to manage every aspect of our lives is demonstrated in the fact that all things work together for good to those who love God. Though we must suffer in this present time, God is able to make even those sufferings work together for our good and his good. So when he talks about all things, he works all things be able to work it for his good not just some things he works them for good together not in isolation their promise is for those who love God in the biblical understanding of love and God manages the affairs of our life because we are called according to his purpose and I believe that is why we are here today to talk about the roots of our podcast and how we got started because in the beginning, we wouldn't be here if we all weren't struggling or broken. So God worked our suffering for good, and he started this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, And I like in the commentary where it says together. And I think that's where my biggest flaw was is I thought I had to do everything on my own. And the togetherness was not even an option in my head. It is be strong within yourself. And don't reach out for help because they have their own issues to deal with when, in reality, he even tells us to come together. Or you're embarrassed. You don't want to let people know that your life isn't just perfect or you don't want to let them know in on your personal life. Well, that and, like, I used to always think she has way different problems than I do and she has way different problems than I do. They won't understand my problems. You know, they're all different. But in reality, it can all be related to essentially the same thing and until you come together and talk about it there's no getting it out there there's no growth there's no healing yep yeah and in my perspective the years that we wasted because of how long we (coughs) encountered each other so many years ago but never fully took a step to know each other Mm -hmm. I didn't even know I was alone (laughs) like I thought that as long as I had my family it was good Mm -hmm. you know and Joel would try and encourage me to branch out and step out. He's like, you know, oh, go do things with your girlfriends or, oh, you know, go and do this for yourself. And I was just content being at home with my family. I didn't even realize how alone that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you don't know you're alone until catastrophe strikes, you know, or things start going around or things start happening in your marriage. Like you don't realize that you're dead alone when 
you're in the dark by yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't tell anybody about this because mm-hmm. they don't have the safe homes and they're not going to understand or I'm embarrassed because I should have done better. <coughs> you always place blame on yourself. It's exactly mm-hmm. what Satan does. Creates a storm and isolates you. Yep. And he so. wants to keep you there. And so he keeps the thoughts planted that way mm-hmm. and keeps the lies coming until you believe it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's almost like a cloud, like a mist that hovers over you that you live in and you don't see really the truth of it until God reveals it to you. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think it's very important to surround yourself with people who you are comfortable with talking. It's, I mean, people who may not relate to the same thing but they have a different perspective and a different <coughs> perspective is how God works. Mm-hmm. You may be in the middle of a storm but if you have you a group of people who can look in and be like, okay, you're in this right now. God's faithful. you got to have somebody there to encourage you and help you through. It's very important not to isolate yourself. And I think that's exactly why we were brought together here. And when we discuss how we got back to our roots right now, like it's going to probably flood us like, oh, my gosh, all the things that God has done in his past couple of years yeah. that we've been together. And I think my biggest struggle, too, was women. Like, I've always known them to be drama starters, or they'll talk about you behind your back. Like, I had all those, like you were saying, lies that were coming in at me that it wasn't good to go before. Like, you can't fully trust them with everything. Like, you can't put your full self out there because of things that have happened in your past. Or And the devil always brings those to mind as you're growing up, especially older, and you just end up isolating yourself. Yeah. Like, we started, what, me and Misty, how long have we known each other? I don't even know 15 now. years, yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yet, have only been close in the past... Couple years? years. Couple years, yeah. And, Sarah, I think you came along as soon as you and Joel started. I remember you were sitting inside of a white truck, and I was like... <laughs> I don't want to go tell her hi, but I had this draw that I had to go say something. And I was like, hey, and then ran back in the house with my kids. You know, like that was my safety zone. And, you know, and then I apparently have met you before. I met you twice. Stalked Sarah going into church. I told my husband, I was like, I need to know her. I need to know her. And he's like, well, go say hello. And I was like, it's not time. (laughs) And Jill, I met you at the ranch. I think y'all had come over one night. And I remember telling Keegan, I was like, I need to know her, too. And he was just like, why do you need to know all these people and not talk to them? I was like, it'll come. It'll come. It'll come. Said, but she's hurting, and I need to know her, is what <laughs> yeah. I said. And he was just like, okay. Okay. You know what you say. But I think the funny thing is, is the common denominator is the men in yeah. our life. Yeah. You know, the husbands and, you know, how they actually brought us together when we weren't even open to come together but in god's way he brought us in the same location almost every holiday we'd go over to jess and misty's house and just hang out and jake and jess would go be outside and i'd go hang out with them or talk to misty a little bit but we never really talked that much you know we would but we would be together (laughs) like operating through a screen door yeah you do it but it's like there's a filter there it's not a close relationship Yeah. yeah but in the end we ended up having a ton of the same issues, struggles, yeah. et cetera. So. Which is very surprising because, you know, like, like y'all had mentioned earlier, you look at someone else's life and all you see is the good. You don't see the struggle because we are so prone to put on a good face whenever we're out or in we public. Think or about we take the, pretty pictures and it's, yeah. it can tend to be fake and we're mm-hmm. hiding so much hurt. 
or we think about the social media version of everybody. We think that that's them and don't think about, you know, who they are behind closed doors or what struggles they may be going through. It's a constant comparison. You're constantly comparing yourself to somebody else constantly. That's what it is. Like, I could have been very intimidated by all three of you, you know, and being like, oh, they have the perfect family. This one, you know, over here, they're both young. They got their new baby. I bet they're rocking it, you know. Mm -hmm. But needless to say, who, who, who never knew, you know, the things that were going on that, you know, surely you didn't know at the time either, but, like, things were going on. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you, for instance, like, I could have thought, well, oh, man, they got the perfect cowboy wife, the perfect little girl, yes. like, all things are going. You know, like, you, you see all those things because those are things that you want to compare yourself to, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, obviously they have to be better than what I have because that's what Satan does, right? Mm -hmm. It's always grass is always greener on the other side. They have no trouble, right. you know, so. But, no, we were all very similar in all four of our aspects and I think God brought us together for um, a big reason I did too mm -hmm. I didn't even know it I was talking <laughs> oh, all no, you you were yeah. Katie's the glue the glue yeah. that brought us all together with yep. a common purpose yeah. right. yes. so let's talk about where it all like really went down like where it began mm -hmm. and you obviously knew, y'all all knew each other way before I knew y'all. I, I had never met Jill. Okay. I had never yeah, met Jill. we met I at the Bible scene. I had met Missy, and I, I met you one time um, at, at the, the barn. barn. Yeah, you were taking pictures evening. of a horse for Jess. Yep. Yeah. I never I even knew that. I just yeah. thought the two of you knew. No, I had never met Jill. I had met Joel a couple of times, but I really hadn't met Sarah at all until we started the Bible study. So it's really Katie and you yeah. that brought everybody together. That's so interesting. Yeah. I did not even I had know talked that. to Missy the most, and you were the one who reached out to me. Yeah. But, yeah. That's funny how it all came together like that, because I don't know. It, like, like we said, it, you're so close, but yet so far mm -hmm. between that biggest connection that you could have. It took me six months to get your phone number. I felt like I was dating you for like ever. I had to message you through Messenger. We lived right next door to each other. <laughs> you was like, so can I have your digits? Can I, have I mean, sugar? I have your kids. Can I have your digits? You know, is it that hard? No, maybe. Yeah, okay. my kids came over all the time. I, I socialized. Yeah. So, no, I, I think the funniest thing was the right after we had <clears> moved in, I'm, I'm don't do very good at meeting new people and. She came and sat in my kitchen, and I was like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know this lady, and she's sitting in here. And so me and my daughter went into my to our bathroom to hang up a cross in there, and I was like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? Like, she's literally right there. I heard everything, and I was like, this is awkward. Yeah, she's just sitting on the stool, like, I don't know what to do. But then after that, everything fell perfectly into place. It did, and then that's when everything really, yeah, it really just fell into place from there. After we kind of started getting close and understanding <laughs> that we had some problems, and you were hurting, and I were hurting, and that we needed a church to go to, and I had been to multiple in the Crockett area and just hadn't found one, and as soon as we found one, I think that's when everything really just rolled in, and we started getting a Bible study mm -hmm. together. Yeah. But I think the the funny thing, like I went kicking and screaming to the ranch like that was the last place I wanted to go mm -hmm. I was not going 
and it was like pulling pins and needles. So I was not at all happy about the move. I did not want to move. I did not trust the move. And um, Jess kept telling me, my husband kept saying, God's leading this. You're going to have to trust me. God's in this. And I'm like, why is he in this to Crockett, Texas? Like I've <laughs> grown up in Palestine. There's nothing in Crockett but a small H-E-B and a Walmart, you know, just very small. And um, who, who would have realized that that was the biggest impact to our lives mm -hmm. in our marriage and friendship and core. And so I think, like you said, we were attending a church in Palestine and, you know, got to the point where I couldn't drive back and forth. It, it just didn't make sense. And we were looking for a church and kind of struggling and finally was like, hey, I would visited this church. That's what you had told me. Yep. And then we went. And then we had to commit ourselves to going every Sunday. Mm -hmm. For sure. And then later, Jill and Sarah mm -hmm. joined us. Mm -hmm. But as far as, like, the whole ranch aspect, like, that's, that's like, what made us. Like, that's where it all, all began. The root of it. The yeah. root of it. Yep. About that same time, like, me and Jake would always come over. I remember we went over there a lot about that time. <clears throat> I know a lot of fun. the move to Crockett for us is what saved my marriage mainly. I mean, it was prayed for for several years. My mom had worked in, at the same ranch or whatever, and when she left, it kind of opened the door, and God worked things because my husband was like, I'm not moving. I'll never move, you know, and I was just like, but God, but God, you know, and so he did, and he moved us, and that was the best move I think we'd ever made as a married couple and not only did it save us but it got us here today and the lives that we have touched so far and our lives have grown you know so much around christ and our families have and i just think it was a it was definitely god all the way absolutely sure. we're the same story yeah. yeah if you would have asked me and misty a few years ago if we would have been in a podcast with a few girls <laughs> no <laughs> no we're the quietest people here what are you talking about right. <laughs> we don't talk no. When he does place that in your path, though, you have to make the choice to say yes. Like the night you messaged me, I could have said, oh, I don't know, like I'm not going to know those people. I don't really feel comfortable. And I could have passed up the opportunity. I could have said no. Mm -hmm. And then what? I would still be sitting at home all by myself yep. instead of sitting right here. So when he does present the opportunity, you have to say yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Even if it's uncomfortable. Like because the majority of the time it's not going to be comfortable. No, it's never comfortable. There is nothing about giving up fleshly things that is comfortable. It is a daily battle. Right. But once you do it and you let God in, you're going to have to fight and resist the enemy. Like you just are because he's going to come after you when you're on the right path. It's coming. You're going to have to resist him. And being in a group and getting in the word gives you the tools to fight that. That's mm -hmm. right. And that's what you got to do. And you got to do it every day. Put on the armor of God. Yep. And well, that's like with the expansion. I feel like he... I don't know, if you think about Jesus with his disciples, like he had the certain few. He didn't take in everybody. And I feel like that was kind of what he taught us. Like, hey, you got to keep it small. Keep it there, and that's where I'm going to use you at. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to be best used by me. That's where I want you. Not, yes, I want to expand everybody and share, but... It was kind of like with his disciples, like he was always with a certain few of them, and then he had the 12. So there's like 
the small group, the core group, and mm -hmm. I feel like sticking with that was kind of where we missed the mark at first, but he brought us back even though we ventured off a little bit. But I feel like venturing off taught us a lot. It just taught us like, hey, lots of women struggle with the same thing we do, not just the four of us or the six of us or the 12 of us. Like, this is a problem everybody goes through. I think through that time, we went through the Luke 13, the parable of the fig tree, where we were not producing the fruit. We were not being that, um, that fruitful spirit that we needed to be at the time. We became, became fruitless, and we were mm -hmm. not able to lift the people up that we expected to. And so we had to take a step back, and it <coughs> says to fertilize, to dig down to the roots, and Pull the weeds. Pull the weeds, right. You have to we be... We all felt it. Yeah. We started seeking. And we, that's when we, we found this. That's right. We literally dried up for a while. Like yeah, we it, was our, it, it was our desert season. We were season. not resourceful at all. We went like, through the desert. I think the big tree dry. was three years. Thank, thank you, Lord. It was not three years. No. <laughs> but it seemed like a while. And the beauty of it is that we all came together and we all felt it at the same time. We're all like, hey. And prayed about it. Yeah. And because it, it was hard. It was, it was a, hard to go back down because you, we felt like, or I felt like we were letting people down. I didn't right. Think it was yep. A failure. Yep. Okay. Right. And in reality, God was like, no, let me cut you let back me. and prune you because yeah. we need to get you healthy mm -hmm. again. And our core had to come back to its roots and so that we can be fruitful and, yep. and spread his word. I think that's where the enemy crept, crept his way in there because it was like, okay. He knew that we were kind of iffy on expansion, and then we were like, okay, we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then once we did and we became dried up and we were not being that reservoir of taking it in because we weren't taking the time, like everything was just everywhere. Mm -hmm. We dried up. Satan used that as, oh, well, you're going to fail these women. Look mm -hmm. what you've done. You know, they were hungry, and they were coming to you for God's word. You've let them down. Way to go, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And it was like that was a struggle for us, and that's what we felt. And we had to even seek counsel, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was like, no, no, no. Jesus only had a select few. You need to go quiet for a little bit, and you need to come back, and you need to be resourceful again. Mm -hmm. And where were we told that? Standing in the kitchen. We yeah. were. <laughs> yes. Every kitchen. time we were. Yes. Yep. And, and every time he brings us back to our roots, he brings us back to the place of our roots, yep. to the ranch. Yep. Every time. It's <laughs> where we're here today, and we record at the ranch where God has restored our families, and we are stronger than ever. And guess what? Through our restoration, we get to help others be restored, too. So that's the greatest blessing. It just grows a passion for it. A passion to see the restoration and the healing and the growth that comes in ourselves and each other and other people that we aren't necessarily close with but like I am drawn now to watch growth I love it mm -hmm. I've gotten passionate about it and mm -hmm. I, I want it for others now as well not just for us not just for myself right. and that's that's what the power of the Holy Spirit does it, it grows you to a point where you can start to reach out we're supposed to right if you think of a ranch obviously there's probably a lot of cows there you know it's a ranch but then you get 
time for newborn babies and you get to watch growth and all the babies and the processes they have to go through, you know, and like you can just take that and apply it to your life like being a new Christian, you know, for instance, being mm -hmm. born, coming into your faith, Lord, and watching all the things. Like it's just, it's an amazing feeling, mm -hmm. especially when you get into a group and see, you know, all the new fresh growth that's going on. I mean, look, we've all grown so much. Like yeah. it's ridiculous how much we've grown. And yep. Go <laughs> <laughs> calm down, calm down. One time. One time. I was going to say the TLC that those babies have to have. Yep. Like you have to be attentive and make sure that they're taken care of. Make sure that they're immediately on their feet and get that, that first drink, that first thirst mm -hmm. has to be fulfilled. And it keeps them coming back for more. Yep. Mm -hmm. I do believe that God loves symbolism. It's everywhere we look. It's mm -hmm. in everything. And it's it's neat to see and see all the puzzle pieces start to come together. Like you were saying earlier, Jill, about stepping stones. He starts to place the stepping stones in front of you one by one. Mm -hmm. yes. You start to get really excited. That first one comes along and you put it together and you're like, oh, I see how he did that. I see how he tied that together. That makes sense. And then you kind of wait because you're not really sure it was for real. And then the second one comes along. Mm -hmm. That's when you start to get excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's symbolism in all of it, too, how the ranch connects us all. But, yes, it's you get just smooth, excited when you start to see him tie mm -hmm. things together. Well, like, even through the expansion or whatever, like, he dried us all up. But I feel like we grew through all that. And now we're stronger, obviously, because we're going in a new direction. And I feel like he made us go through that dry time to see, hey, like, hey, I'm going to use you. You may have to go through some rough patches, but I'm still behind it. I'm still behind the scenes. I still have a purpose for this season. And I feel like, I don't know, I got bummed out towards the end of it just because I was like, oh, we failed. You know, everything's not going like you planned. This is not like I planned, but it's his plan. It's not ours. And looking back and seeing it now and seeing how God just orchestrated everything, like even back from our husbands being all together and meeting and like we literally all met because of our husbands, mm -hmm. him orchestrating all of us together, it's, it's crazy how it just flowed with his plan, even though that's nowhere where we were headed. Nowhere. 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 That's not where I planned. No. no. Our plan never does come to pass, even no. after of orchestration. <laughs> I was there for like three years with no woman contact, okay? Like men. <laughs> men. Like I think I was one at one time. Like, yeah. you know, like you just, you worked there. Like I had no women. I didn't, I didn't know anybody. Like we were literally I there alone. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I didn't had, hang out with any women. I hung out with the guys. Like I would go hang out with my husband. We'd go hang out with other cowboys all the time. Yeah. You know, like it was never... A lot of, and I just, that's how it was. I worked at the sale barn. There's a bunch of men there too. Mm -hmm. That's all we hung out with. For us, we were always doing the horse sales and all of that kind of stuff and going to rope and doing all this. And I just went and did it. I never saw anything wrong with it. I never felt isolated. Even mm -hmm. Joel saw it. He foresaw it. But I never saw it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get in that little comfort zone. Like, I was fine I was content I didn't have I was just around I live in a house full of boys like I'm okay with this like because half the time I don't like women anyways so mm -hmm. you know it's just like one of those things so whenever we heard Jess and Misty were moving next door to us I was like oh 
you know, I was kind of excited about it. there's going to be kids. You know, my kids won't be weird little kids that, you know, talk to the frogs in the ditch. Like they like made friends with the frogs and the crawfish, you know, there. So it's just like, oh, they're actually going to have kids that, you know, they can hang out with. And yeah. So I thought it was going to be pretty neat. And I hopped in the feed truck with Jess. I was like, it's okay if I ride with you, right? And he was just like, ah. Like, I'm like, I'm riding with you. Let's go, you know? <laughs> and he's all like, I'm like, well, where's your wife? And he was like, she hasn't moved here yet. You know, he's trying to get everything. He was like, she don't want to come. And I was like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And he was like, well, you're going to have to go talk to her. She's not going to come talk to you. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. Like, you're going to have to go over there. And I'm like, okay. I didn't realize what I was getting into. I'm glad now. <laughs> Sat there for 30 minutes by myself feeling really awkward. I'm just going to go home. See you later. No, but man, I'd do it all over again, knowing what it brought today. Yeah, because mm-hmm. prior to that, I I stayed in the house with the kids. Yep. I never went anywhere, and if I went somewhere, the three kids were with me. I went home. We did food and bath, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, never went anywhere, never went to any rodeos or horse sales. Mm-hmm. Like it was literally me and the kids, and. Yeah. And to pull me out of my comfort zone that I'd worked so hard to build and move me to a ranch that we don't own was a foreign language to me. And then move me next to door to people that (laughs) now I don't have privacy. Great. Great. (laughs) And then she comes busting down the door. No. Be in the kitchen when she got home. What are you doing? I'm just washing your dishes. Don't worry. It's weird. Like, literally, that really did happen. And she's like, okay. I was like, just try to be friendly, fool. Calm down. (laughs) I didn't know. The peace offering. Please accept my friendship. Can I have your phone number? God. (laughs) Being so hard to get. It's not third grade anymore. Check yes or no. I just needed the note. I let you know. (laughs) So, I think it was all like that between us you know we were all kind of mm-hmm. reluctant but look at us now mm-hmm. we were so thirsty for the yes. same thing but we were oh, all reluctant gosh. to drink but here we are today we drank at the well mm-hmm. and now yeah. there's no discomfort nope none whatsoever yeah. no shame no discomfort no pretense no nothing it's just pure and wholesome and wonderful and strong that's yep. right mm-hmm. i agree I love every bit of it, and I wouldn't change it for the world. No. Like, I wouldn't. I get excited, man. Monday rolls around. Like, tonight's a perfect example. Everybody, the whole family, they're like, hey, we're going to go rope videos, pictures. We all know Sarah likes bigger videos and pictures. Like, I don't like to miss that opportunity, you know? And I'm like, mm-mm, bye, guys. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Have a nice time. Yep. Because <laughs> we know? get recharged. We get refueled, and we're able to come together and start that week off fresh and Mm -hmm. it's nice to have Dearly Father, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity tonight. Lord, not only to do the podcast, Lord, and to share um, back to our roots where we originally started, Lord, and all the things that you have done in us, but God, it was a an amazing opportunity to share what you have done in our lives, God. And I'm asking that anyone who is listening today that feels like they're alone, Lord, help them to know that they're not, that first off, they have you, God, and that they need to just dig into their in the Word, Lord, and know that you are a loving and a faithful God, and that, Lord, you would just, all you're doing is sitting there waiting for them to take the chance to 
know that you're there. And God, I just thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for each one of these women. And I thank you for all the listeners that are here. And God, I'm asking that you just pour your blessing out over everybody, Lord, and help them to know that it's okay not to be perfect, Lord, because nobody is. And God, I'm just asking that you um, fill their hearts with love and joy, Lord, and that you will just help them to know that self-reflection is not a bad thing, Lord, that it's a good thing, and that when we look at ourselves, we need to see you. And God, I'm just blessed to be here tonight, and I'm blessed to be with this group of women, and Lord, I'm blessed that we get to take this opportunity to share, and Lord, we know that you're going to do big things with it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Dear Lord, I want to pray that everybody that's listening and everybody in our lives personally, dear Lord, that we all grow through this, dear Lord, that we all learn to lay ourselves down, dear Lord, because that is the secret to growth, dear Lord, laying ourselves aside and letting your hands take over. Dear Lord, please give us the strength to humble ourselves and to pray for others and lift each other up. And dear Lord, please let this um, podcast reach people that are stuck in a rut. Dear Lord, please help them to find somebody that's close. Find a friend, dear Lord. Please help them to find somebody that can pray for them. And dear Lord, build them up. Dear Lord, we pray for these hearts out there today that are all broken. Dear Lord, the brokenness is very strong in this world today, dear Lord. And dear Lord, in your name, we rebuke the brokenness. Dear Lord, you are building us up to be a big thing, dear Lord. And dear Lord, you are going to grow us past what anyone can imagine. Dear Lord, we may be simple ranch wives, but you have a big plan for us. Dear Lord, thank you for this group. Thank you for this core. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to share you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.